We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. minutes a day 365 days a year this is the pack a day podcast what is up green bay packers fans welcome back to another edition of the pack a day podcast i'm your host jacob morley joined today by my co-host ross uglum Ross, who is sitting in front of me right now wearing just an immaculate UNC fit. As you guys are listening to this podcast, Ross is either going to be extremely happy or still pretty happy. Sad? Still pretty happy. Yeah, <laughs> still pretty happy. <laughs> yeah. That's what, that, that's what happens when that's what happens when you remove evil from the earth. When you when you when you defeat the devil and and put him out of his misery. That that's it's what a, happens. It's essentially Iron Man snapping his fingers and <laughs> Thanos, but but he doesn't die. You know, like if if UNC wins tonight, then uh, Iron Man snaps the fingers and is fine, and Look, he's like, "Cool, you're dead. Right. I'm alive. Let's roll. Let's make yeah, eight this more would moves. be a, this would be a triple funeral for K. The first yeah. funeral was when we were together, and they did what they did on Senior Day on K Day. In Canada, I've never. I, I want the good folks to know this. <laughs> I have never. I have never in my life seen that type of pure, unadulterated joy <laughs> out of any grown man. It was radiating like it was infectious. I don't even care. I don't even care about UNC or Duke or college basketball really in general. And I was just in a good mood. I was like, ha, all right, let's do this. You know, like it was, it was fun. And uh, you were, you were giddy to say the least. Yeah. The first, the the first funeral was at Cameron Indoor. The second funeral was in New Orleans on Saturday night. And this would be the third funeral. He would be 18 feet deep because I think you go six feet deep every time you die. So he'd be eight feet, 18 feet deep. Yeah, I think so. That's good math. All right, but uh, that that is going on in a couple hours here. We're recording about 6.30 um, on a Monday. You guys will be listening on a Tuesday. And today we're going to talk about some wide receiver prospects is what we have on the docket. Wide receiver is obviously the topic. The topic in Green Bay, what everyone wants to know about, what everyone wants to consume. And uh, we're going to kind of pull back on, you know, the – 
trade rumors, the free agent stuff, and we're going to focus in on three three really, really good wide receiver prospects and three guys that I think are really good fits in Green Bay. We're going to talk today about Christian Watson. As if Ross and I have not talked about him enough, the wide receiver oh. out of North Dakota State. Yeah, never you heard of that guy. And then we're going to talk about Drake London out of USC, who was supposed to work out today. Got pushed back to April 15th, which is a bummer because that is the one that we're all kind of waiting on just to see, is he is he a Packers fit fit? And, uh, and then the last guy is George Pickens, who I personally am in love with. I love George Pickens. But let's start with, just let's just get it out of the way. The good people know our, our feelings on Christian Watson. We love him. We think he's awesome. Ross, you have him extremely high in your rankings. I think he is, he is for both of us, a top 10 wide receiver. I believe for you, he is a top, top two, top not one. Top two, not one. Yeah, top two, uh, not one. He, <laughs> not, not, not top two, not two. Top two, not one. Yep. Yeah. So he is out there. So Ross, let's. Uh, and and let's I want to. I want to. I want to get out ahead of that. Like before, I'm accused of being a homer. Maybe I am. You know. I mean, that's that's fine. Like I have a relationship with Christian. I've, I've known him since he was 18 years old. Maybe, maybe I am a little homerish on that. Um, but but I want. I do want people to understand. Like I have, you know, my top 300 done. Uh, you can draft using my board. Uh, over at FanSpeak, um, you know, I, 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 I'll put the time in now. Uh, I've got Chris Olave really pretty clearly as as wide receiver one. But wide receiver two is Christian Watson. He's my 20th overall player. I have a guy immediately ranked behind him in my overall rankings. And I have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven receivers ranked between 20th and 31st overall. Mm-hmm. So just because I like Watson slightly more than I like Drake London, whom I like slightly more than I like Garrett Wilson, I have a, I have a, a grade on these guys that is very, very similar and an overall ranking on receiver two through eight that is very, very similar. So I, if you're going to argue with me and you're going to jump up and down and, and talk about Jamison Williams or talk about George Pickens over Christian Watson, like I'm not going to sit and dig in my heels with you. Yeah, no. And that's, and I have George Pickens is my number one wide receiver in this class. Woo! And that's, that's, but that's the same, it's the same argument, right? Like you, you're saying, Hey, I like Olave more than everyone. And I wouldn't argue Olave is who I want in green Bay more than any receiver, but uh, the way the way we do our wide receiver rankings, if you're a big athletic wide receiver, like you just get pushed up because you are trying to mitigate risk and those guys tend to hit more, you know, and that's just kind of how it is. But like to your point, it's it's like my wide receivers basically one through eight, I'd say. I really like all of them. And I think they're all top 60 draft picks. And if you are willing to take, and I and I think if you will have a pick in the late twenties, like the Packers do, and you want to take a guy, but you wouldn't be comfortable until pick fifty, I think that's stupid because you probably have forty second round draft grades on a bunch of guys anyway. So take the guy you like, you know, trust trust your eyes, all that stuff. But also, I want to the point too. People always want to make the point of, well, we don't really know these guys, so it's hard to really get a full evaluation in. You know, you know, Christian, you know, you've been around him. And so I think that's fair 
to say, hey, I like all these guys, but I believe in this kid because I know who he is as a person and I know who he is as an athlete. And I'm going to put my chips in on him because I believe in him. And I actually do know him. <laughs> you know, I've, I've been around the program. I, I kind of have seen him develop. So I think that's kind of a, a fun part of it as well that a lot of people don't get to experience. You know, you've gotten to know this guy and he's a top prospect. You've gotten to know, you know, Trey Lance last year as well. I think you'd have had a similar sentiment. What's been kind of fun is seeing seeing the rest of draft Twitter and the NFL kind of take notice of these guys too. That's been what's, what's been really fun for me with Christian Watson is telling the guys that I do write with like, hey, North Dakota State has a, a receiver this year. He's He's fun to watch. And then them watching him and being like, the f- what? Like, who is this guy? <laughs> like, you, you did like you sold a short on this guy. He he's actually better than what you described him as. And so that's been kind of fun just to kind of see that throughout the process. But talk talk to me, Ross. Talk to me about why why do you why do you believe in him so much to put him that high in your rankings? I would be willing to say twenty is probably the highest he's ranked out of any notable draft guru yeah um you know a lot of it has to do with the senior bowl to be honest with you uh and and not just because you know i've i've said it before and i'll say it again and, and I'm, I'm happy to take any you know shine that you throw at me you come talk to me when when north dakota state beats arizona by two touchdowns this fall um you know beats a pac-12 team in their house by two touchdowns this fall which is going to happen um North North Dakota State plays in a league uh, that's that, that that especially at the top man with with talent is is right there with the MAC. Um, it's 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 a better league. The, the the Missouri Valley Football Conference. I know FCS FBS FCS has sixty three scholarships. FBS has eighty five. Um, top to bottom, especially top to middle, the Missouri Valley Football Conference is better than the Sun Belt. Um, it's a better conference than the MAC. The middle of it is probably stronger than the Mountain West. Um, I, I think I'd, I'd still a rather have North Dakota State in the Mountain West, and b um, you know I think the Mountain West is is still probably a better league. But this this you know the whole thing about level of competition, this that and the other thing, um, it's 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 it, it's a little overrated, in my opinion. Um, and, and so that wasn't what I needed to see. I didn't, I didn't need to see, uh, Christian go dominate other helmets. Cause I knew he'd dominate other helmets. That, that wasn't a stressor for me. What was a stressor for me was like what North Dakota state asked him to do, because I, th- I think I looked it up and NDSU won their games this year by a score of like 34 to 13 on average. If you average out their their 14 wins. Um, 15 wins, whatever it ended up being. And it was like 34 to 13. They run the football. There's no, there's no, 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 if it ends or buts about it, you know? So, um, you know, Christian wasn't ever going to catch 60 balls. Christian wasn't ever going to catch a hundred balls. You know, Christian was, Christian was never going to get Cooper cup in Eastern Washington's offense numbers. Christian was never going to get even Dallas Goddard in South Dakota state offense numbers. It just wasn't going to happen. What I saw from him was a ton of pop passes, jet sweeps, goes, deep posts, smokes, some slants, some overs, but not a 
super developed route tree. You know, some slot fades, some jump ball fades, some back shoulder stuff that was cool, whatever. But it, it's not like he ran the nine routes on the tree and, and, and other specialty routes in, in and of that. And, and that was, for me, what I saw was more ankle flexion, more hip flexion, the ability to get in and out of breaks, the ability to take coaching, the ability to really route guys up at the senior bowl. And so for me, I know he's an alien. You know, a better than a 99th percentile wide receiver, one of the most athletic receivers of all time from a combine perspective, I think top 15 ever. And obviously, you know, there are 20, 30, 40 receivers taken every year, plus a ton of undrafted guys. You know, the league, I think now it's pretty standard, you know, that you take you take six receivers per team, I, I would say on average, you know, um, and obviously there's there's 32 teams, so there's there's 192 receivers just on active rosters. Like there's a lot of receivers. I, I can't remember how many receivers have been through relative athletic score, but it's a lot. Like he's 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 the top one percent of the one percent athletically. So if you're telling me that you've got this super alien athlete who loves to run block, can get deep, tracks the ball well. And, you know, his biggest issue is drops. I'm good because for me, drops are not a big deal. I I, I want a, a receiver that doesn't drop the ball. That's great. But they come and they go. James Jones had drops. Jordy Nelson had drops. Devonta Adams had drops on drops on drops. But they come and they go. But really, I mean, it. it's like I've, I've, I've talked about you go through a bad free throw shooting stretch as a basketball player. You get the yips as a golfer. or All of a sudden, you're a gold glove shortstop and you're kicking the ball all over the infield. Eight, nine times out of ten, it doesn't end your career. You figure it out. You move on. And uh, he's an alien athlete, comes from a pro-style offense, understands football, was taught football the right way. And, um, you know, ultimately when when he put it on against guys from the SEC, the Big Ten, the Big 12, whatever, in Mobile, Alabama, he was voted the best receiver there. And 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 like I said, I don't, I don't have a ton of difference between him and wide receiver eight. But that's why I'm in on him. He's tall. He's extremely fast. He's agile. He's a great football player. And that's what I want on my team is great football players. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. 
For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Yeah, I don't have anything to add because I think you hit every point that I would have made about uh, Christian as well, just because I think that was basically my sales pitch for him before the senior bowl was, hey, he's a really, really good athlete. Um, I'm not sure. I'm not sure where he's at as far as being ready to, to play in the NFL, as far as, you know, running an established route tree. But if the senior bowl is any indication, like he might be better than we think he is as a rookie at right away, like making that jump. So I think that's interesting. And the last thing I will ask you about, about Watson, just because I know um, that you're familiar with that program I think one of the biggest jumps from any, not just FCS, FBS, any collegiate player to the NFL is just between the ears. And I don't, I'm not, I don't say that to mean like, Hey, is Christian smart enough to, but like, is, is he like, how do you think he's going to acclimate himself into an NFL offense? And is it something that, you know, he can pick that stuff up quickly? Yeah, absolutely. And, and that's, you know, you talk about North Dakota state and, and that was one of the things, honestly, um, that Green Bay was so impressed by Darius Shepard. And people are going to be like, oh, you were high on Darius. Yeah, I was. You know how incredible it is that he played in an NFL game as a training camp tryout? Not an undrafted free agent, a training camp tryout. Yes, his career did not go the way he wanted. He made a 53-man roster as a tryout guy. Because... Because he but was because he intelligent. Was, yes. He's so intelligent. And and he was explaining, and they're guys that aren't on the team anymore, but he was literally explaining Green Bay's offense to mid-round draft picks from the year prior. If you want to go look up those guys, you can. Like I said, they're not with the team anymore. But he was explaining Green Bay's offense to mid-round picks from the year prior in practice, in, in, in minicamp, in OTAs. And and I'm not saying that Christian is on the same level as Shep football IQ wise. He maybe isn't, but he comes from a place that teaches, as I say, teaches football the right way. And I don't mean like they don't cheat and they don't like you know they're good people. That I mean literally trade shift motion, real NFL language. That's why people go back and remember how just giddy John Gruden got when he was doing the whiteboard stuff on um, ESPN with Carson Wentz. He just couldn't believe how that kid was already able to speak football. And that's because of North Dakota State's offense and the pro-style system that they run. It's not air raid. It's not the – like there is not going to be a bunch of translation from NFL football to what was run at North Dakota State because he he's already going to understand that. And no, it wasn't in the Big Ten. It wasn't in the Big 12. It wasn't in the, in the SEC. But football is football. You can either play or you can't. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. And uh, speaking, I, I want to transition to George Pickens. And I think a lot of what we talked about with, with Watson is kind of similar to Pickens in the sense of Georgia wants to run the football and play defense. And – if you're a wide receiver, you better be able to block and you better be able to make, you know, take advantage of the opportunities that are presented. And for me, I think a lot of the things that you like about Watson with, you know, what he was able to do with his opportunities, you look at George Pickens and say, well, okay, 
here's a guy that showed up on campus as an 18-year-old and was just burying dudes. Now you can get into all of the, well, why didn't he get any better throughout his career? Why didn't, you know, why didn't he develop some of that's injuries? Some of that's quarterback play. Some of that is just the fact that they were a really good football team and they ran the heck out of the football. But with Pickens, like for me, one thing that I love about George Pickens and I think why he can be a true number one wide receiver in the NFL is, you know, a, he has the the prerequisite size. Like he is a big guy He's 6'3", 195. He plays denser than that uh, when you look at how he gets after it as a blocker, when you look at you know his his release packages at the line of scrimmage when people try to press him. I think he's put together some really impressive tape. But another thing, I'm just playing the numbers game a little bit with Pickens. I can't think of – I cannot think of a five-star wide receiver recruit that went to an SEC school, broke out immediately – has good tape that just didn't work out in the NFL to some degree. So, like, all that stuff put together is one of the reasons I really like George Pickens. And then on top of that, he's a dog, just an absolute dog. You'll see the clips. uh, I love the clip of him when they're playing Michigan, shushing the sideline, going and burying Daxton Hill, who is a potential first-round draft pick in this year's class, and then looking back at the sideline and telling them to shut the F up again. Like that type of mentality is what I want in my receiver. The I don't care who is lined up across from me. I don't care who's throwing me the ball. I don't care what the score is. I'm going to go play my brand of football, and I am going to make the most of my opportunities, whether that is running the ball or whether that is getting one pass thrown my way in the national championship game, like I'm going to go make the play. And that's why I just really love, uh, I love George Pickens. And I, I, I don't think he gets enough. Uh, I don't think he gets enough buzz, honestly, for the Packers at 22 and 28. He, he checks, he checks every box that the Packers love in their wide receivers. He did not run a three cone. Um, I would imagine he'd probably be in their range for that, but that's the only really question for him. Uh, he is a guy that if the Packers leave round one with George Pickens, I think they will be uh, very impressed and very pleased with what they have at the wide receiver position if he's one of their guys. Um, give me your thoughts on on George Pickens, the wide receiver out of Georgia. I like him, man. Um, you know, he's a 93 percentile Raz guy. Uh, big, runs fast, good broad jump. Um and, and and as you mentioned, man, like all the all the things about his tape, the 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 give a s <laughs> that he shows yeah. when he's, you know, the the give a s that he shows when he's blocking, um, the 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 fact that uh, he was so successful so young in the SEC, I think is is, is something that turned them on to Eric Stokes a year ago, um, and and I think you know it'd be a very Eric Stokesy like. Uh, choice in, in my opinion, as far as uh, you know, young kid, he's 21. Uh, you know, only spent, I believe, only spent three years in in uh, you know in in college, but but tested crazy. You know, he's from Hoover. <laughs> I can't remember the name of that reality show on on uh, on MTV, but it was big time. It was big time. Uh, but. Uh, 
you know, he's, he's a football player, man. And I, I love it. I love the way that he plays. I love his size. I love the fact that he'll block. I love the fact that he's a good athlete. Um, I'm just, I'm impressed with him. And I, and I think, you know, at, at, at some time, you know, I, I do feel like, um, that there will be some some lost value, if you will, uh, as far as the best tape he has is absolutely as a true freshman. Mm-hmm. I mean, he wasn't great as a junior and and then, you know, blows his knee out. Or excuse me, he wasn't great as a sophomore and then blows his knee out before his junior year and 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 comes back with kind of a miraculous comeback. Um, but we just haven't seen much of like what he's supposed to be since his true freshman year. And maybe, maybe that takes, you know, some of the shine off and, and, and maybe that's good. And maybe he's available there at 53 or 28, <laughs> you know, instead of, yeah. of having to fire on him at 22. But if they do it, like you said, if they do it at 22, big, yep. Young prospect, freak athlete, good conference position of need. That makes sense. Yeah. And the, I think Eric Stokes is a great example because he was very much, Someone that was kind of talked about, you know, ah, yeah, Eric Stokes. I could see him being a fifty, passer. yeah, for like fiftieth overall. But you know, for yeah. me, and and they took him at twenty eight, and it's like, is that yep. is that yep. trash value? And and I was like, kind of and kind of not. And then you know, people, <laughs> you're being homer this and that. And it's like, look, folks. I mean, it's the same thing that the NFL says, straight up. They do the. The, the 20 guys get first round grades. And if you don't have a first round grade, you're kind of lumped in and, and then yep. <laughs> you just to work the board. So uh, it's, it's very different than how like us draft analysts do it where, Oh man, I just wouldn't take player 53 at pick 28 without trading down. It, it, it just doesn't work like that. They probably had a first round. They maybe even had a first round grade on Stokes. And if they didn't, he was just in the pile of guys that they felt was right there as a value and, and wanted to take him. Yep. Yeah. And that's, I think, I know that's what I said too, you know, like, a lot and by of the way, they'd realize. get more than a first for him now, I think. Oh, for Stokes. Yeah. 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 He, yeah, I think so too. I mean, he turned some heads last year and that, that is one thing that, okay. The Jordan love stuff aside, I trust Goody. I really trust Goody in his evaluations, especially with these top guys, because he really hasn't missed. I mean, that that was probably the love stuff was more of like a team building type error, I think. But as far as his his talent evaluation for these guys at these skill positions, he's been very good. So if, if George Pickens was the pick, sure, like let's roll. And I think his best football is in front of him. And I think honestly, George Pickens had pretty spotty. Uh, quarterback play at Georgia, to say the least. And some of that has to factor in as well. Some of some of what factors in is the fact that he came in as a true freshman, lit that league on fire, and then he was the guy to stop in that offense his sophomore year. You know, some of that is is kind of the growing process. I I, I think if you would have played his junior year healthy, uh, it would have said a lot about him. But that's kind of the mystery with him is what if he taken that next jump. Um, last guy on our list is you know three all three of these guys that we're talking about I think are three of the most you know prime candidates to really truly be that true X wide receiver that outside guy uh, that's just an alpha type receiver and the last guy on the list is Drake London who is 
you know, I, I, I tweeted something last week and I said, if, if player X was the pick at 22 or 28, I would be pissed. And Drake London got a lot of votes in that. I'm out on that. I'm yeah. That, that's, that's surprising. <laughs> you should be very people. pleased. I, I, uh, Jahan Dotson was another one that a lot of people were mad about. I I agree with that one. I would love th- not. I would love to be. I would, I would not no. happening. And if it does, I would love to be wrong. But I don't think I'm going to have to even go down that road. Uh, Drake London, though, let's let's talk about it. let's talk about Drake London. I think a lot of people see this guy. They see the the big massive human being that he is, and they think, oh, he's he's Nikhil Harry. He's Laquan Treadwell because he's big. And we, I don't think he separates well enough uh, to to be able to to win that way in the NFL. Ross, what do you say to people that would have that take about Dotson or about London? London, Dotson can't separate, and he's going to be bad. So <laughs> we're not talking about him. Um, yeah, I mean, it's a million dollar question, man. It really is. Uh, London, I, I mentioned Christian Watson for me is wide receiver too. Overall player number 20, Drake London is wide receiver three, overall player number 21. If you want to thump your chest and argue with me that Drake London is better than Christian Watson, um, that conversation is going to last about six seconds because I'm, I, I just, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not going to argue. I'm not going to, you know, put up a big fuss. Like they're, what they, they do, completely different things well but what they do and how it you know all puts itself into one football player who will or will not be productive um is on a very similar level in my opinion and so i i just i get it man because i've been look i've and and i'm not to pat myself on the back but like i was one of the guys that told people that keel harry was going to stink and got into arguments about it i was one of the guys that made fun of laquan treadwell the Laquan Treadwell picked by the Vikings incessantly and then kept all the receipts because you couldn't separate. And so you get into Drake London's tape and you, you see, you know, that many contested catches. And I think it does make a little bit of sense to, to, to be concerned. I think it makes sense to question whether or not he can get open. And if he can't, can he continue to just win contested catches? And, and, and ultimately I just felt like, um, it's worth it to find out, I, you know, because you, you have guys like Mike Evans. There are contested catch artists in the NFL. There are guys um, who have, you know, a lot of highlight reel, you know, mossings of uh, defensive backs on their college tape that end up making it like not everybody who ended who excelled in contested catch situations ends up stinking at the next level. And so. Uh, I'm I'm here to find out, man. Uh, I, I like that much about his game outside of the uh, outside of the contested catches, if if you will. And ultimately, man, uh, I am I'm, I'm I'm just I, I'm ready to find out. I, and and I will say this. I will say this. I really want to see his pro day results. Um, yeah. I want to. I want to know, not necessarily like. Although if he tests out super well, I probably would bump him ahead of Watson and just move Watson down to three. Like if he if he is a nine plus RAS guy, and I don't have any questions about his athleticism, I probably slide him up one. 
just because that kind of re rebreaks that tie. But ultimately, he does enough things well, um, you know, that I'm 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 wanting I'm wanting to find out the first word, and I'll give people a little preview here. The first the first uh, the second sentence of my Drake London um, piece in in the Cheesehead TV draft guide is. If he's Mike Evans, it's amazing. If he's Laquan Treadwell, it's less amazing. <laughs> that's yeah. that's that's where we're at, man. That is yeah. where we're at. So I think in another name that I want to throw out is Hakeem Butler as well as someone Ooh. that got into a lot that, of ar- got into that, a lot of arguments. Heart. Oh, see, I did. So with Hakeem, I was out, out, big out on him. Yeah, because and I think with these guys, and it's hard, right? It's hard to be able to tell, like. With some of these guys, are you going to be able to tr- translate that into the NFL? And by that, I mean the contested catching ability. Because you see guys like yeah. T. Higgins is another guy. Like he Terrible keeps athlete. Winning, keeps winning the same way he won in college, though. Yeah. Um, so I think when you look at it and say, like, well, what is it? And I think with those guys, I think with Mike Evans, with T. Higgins, and what I think what we see with Drake London, at least I do, is is the flexibility. Those guys are Those guys are Gumby. The way they can bend with the ball in flight, the way they attack the ball in flight, I think that's really where you can win as a contested he's nasty, catcher. He's a nasty rack guy too. Oh, super underrated. He he'll yeah. make he makes people make business decisions and yeah, those he's, strides. He, he's nasty. Like he he he. You miss a tackle on him in the flats, and he's he's at 20, 25 yards in the blink of an eye. Yeah, you know, and and yeah. so he's a guy like that, but. I think, you know, like the back shoulder stuff, too, that he already runs really well. Like, hello. Hello, Green Bay. Like, you see that stuff on tape, and you're like, I think Aaron Rodgers would like this guy um, if they can get on the same page with with that stuff. Uh, and then you, you talk about, like, the horizontal passing game. He is not necessarily a kid that you think of in that capacity, but he can do it. And, you know, you think of, like, oh, we need the smaller, shiftier guy to kind of get – you know, those those wide receiver tunnel screens like, ah, man, Drake London can do that stuff. Um, so I, I would love him in Green Bay. And the, the biggest things to me about wide receivers and what we're going to find out about this Matt LaFleur offense is we have been told for a very long time, Ross. And I, I and I'm one of them because I buy in on it. But we're really going to see this here. People talking about you don't need Devonta Adams to get open in this offense. I mean, it's crossers on crossers fixing on crossers. To, fixing to find out. <laughs> yeah, we, we're going to find out because guess what? They don't have one right now. So, um, And so the thing is, like, if Drake London is never that level of route runner, and I, I think he's fine. I think he's completely fine as a route runner. Um, but we will find out. And I think one, one thing that I love about Drake London, teams – stopped pressing him. There, There is a stat I saw the other day, and it was the amount of times – uh, what these uh, draft eligible wide receivers have been pressed versus their win rate. Drake London's win rate was way higher than anybody's else than anybody else's, and the amount of times teams were trying to press him, he was bottom one fourth. And if you go watch every game he's played in, you will see there are teams like uh, Notre Dame played him this way. They they said, hey, we're gonna we we don't think he can beat us at the line of scrimmage. Like they came in with that game plan and they got out of it quick because he just ate them alive. Like his release package for a uh, mind you, a twenty year old kid. He's gonna be a twenty year old rookie. Where he's at as far as his ability at the line of scrimmage right now is very advanced, and I think he's going to be able to play very early in his career in the NFL, and he's going to be one of those guys that's going to be on his second contract, and you're going to still be like, wait, 
He's only 25 still. In five years, when Drake London's getting his second contract, he's going to be like younger than some receiver in the draft that year. And he's going to be like that type of dude. He is a young, young kid. Um, really fun prospect. All three of these guys, um, like all three of them, have, you know, they, they have their flaws, but they're guys that I would love to see in Green Bay. Uh, and I think they're guys that all potentially could be. I think Drake London, depending on what he does with his workout, uh, could very well be gone off the board. And he, um, you know, but if he does, if he does slip into those, you know, early teens, Ross, the Packers, they can go get a dude. They can go get a dude if they really want someone. Um, they have the firepower to do it. But uh, that is that is all for us today. I'm actually kind of proud of us. I said we're going to do a 25 minute episode. We got a little long winded on Christian Watson. Uh, who's to blame us there? But uh, ending this thing at 35 minutes, guys, thank you so much for joining us. Um, if you enjoy, make sure you're giving a five-star rating on iTunes or whatever you listen to us on. Um, we appreciate you guys so much. We'll catch you next week. And until then, go Pack Go.